Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of Rabbi Avi Havivi's weekly Sidur class. So again, we're in the last three brachot, which are generally fixed for all services, uh, morning, evening, uh, Shabbat, festivals, Yom Kippur, etc. Um, so modim is always the same, except in the repetition. We'll talk about that. And uh, in my people's prayer book, a commentary that I read to help prepare to teach this class, um, it pointed out what I never noticed, which is modim is the only bracha that does not ask God for anything. Even Ritzay and Sim Shalom, 17th and 19th, which are technically called by the rabbis Hoda'ah, or thanks, gratitude, acknowledgement, we still ask God for something. In the previous one that we did last week, it's Ritzay, Hashem, accept our prayers. And in Sim Shalom, it's grant peace. But Modim is the only bracha, it seems, where we don't actually ask God for anything. We just say thank you. Um, and in the halacha, if you remember back at the beginning of the Amida, I said that halacha says that you have to have kavanah for every word, or, every word of the first blessing, avot. And some sages even say, and if you don't have proper kavanah for it, you actually have to go back and say it again. Some sages say only in the middle of the bracha, before the chatimah, you realize you didn't have kavanah, you have to go back and say it again. The only other bracha uh, in the Amida for which the halacha specifies that you have to have kavanah is modim, right? So modim is highlighted as, uh, at least conceptually, um, somehow more important. You have to have kavanah for it, um, but it's not what's called me'akev. It doesn't hold you back, by which it means if you didn't have kavanah, you don't have to go back and say modi, unlike the first bracha, okay? But you are supposed to have kavanah. The other, the other brachot, by the way, should you have kavanah when you daven? Of course, you should have kavanah intention all the time. But if you went on autopilot in the middle of the Amida and you weren't thinking about what you were reciting, there is no need to go back, okay? You, you have still fulfilled your obligation to recite the Amidah. But the first bracha and this bracha, number 18, Modim, are brachot that require ami, that require kavanah. Okay, here we go. Without further ado, middle of page 41. Did anyone else find it in the, in the sim? All right, I hope you all can find it. Okay. Um, if you have the sim, you may unmute and say the page number at any point in time. But in the slim, it's page 41, the bottom half of the page. Modim anach nulach. We are grateful to you. Modim means we, we are grateful. It means we acknowledge. It means we thank. Okay? Simple English, thank. Like todah in Hebrew. It's the same root. Um, but the implication of thanks is that I am acknowledging, when I thank you, I am acknowledging that you have done something for me. That's the connection between acknowledging and thank. Right? So we thank you. That you are our deity eternally. The rock of our life, rock, 
as a metaphor symbolizing something um, immutable, powerful, and unchanging. That's what that metaphor, I think, is supposed to mean. Or stronghold, protection also, maybe. Magain yish'enu, our saving protector, rescuing rescuer, kind of what that means. You are lador vador, forever. Okay, so you are our God, Leolam Ba'ed. You are our eternal protector, Lador Vador, from generation to generation. So those two half lines are kind of parallel. Nodelacha unsaper tilatecha. We thank you or acknowledge you and tell of your praise. Let us tell your praise. What are we going to tell about? What are we praising? Al chayenu hamsurim biadecha. For our lives, which are uh, sort of entrusted into your hand. They're in your hand. Our lives, my life, which is in your hand. And on our souls, which are um, entrusted to you in your charge, says the English translation. That's nice. It's good English. Um, and a third thing, so we had Chayenu, Nishmotenu, our lives, our souls. Next, Ve'al Nisecha Shebechol Yomimanu, and your miracles, which are every day with us. So in this context, miracles seems not to mean something like the splitting of the Red Sea, but it seems to mean something like maybe all the things, the Nisim Shebechol Yom, the everyday miracles which we're in gratitude for, which we express gratitude for, say in Birchot HaShachar. My eyes work, my legs work, I can move, I have shoes, I have a roof over my head. I think of my, personally, I think about like, you know, my family members, right? Which are with us all the time, not those once in a lifetime, once in a history miracles the everyday miracles. And on your amazing things, bracket that you do, God, amazing things, and good things, goodnesses, that are there all the time. Again, this is parallel to Bechol Yom Imanu. So in time, by the way, notice we started out in the first part of Modim saying, forever and ever, le'olam va'ed, or we, we actually maybe have a sequence. Le'olam va'ed means forever and ever. Lador vador is actually more concrete from generation to generation. It still means long range, right? But we're now focusing generation to generation. And now we're talking about our daily miracles. It's much more micro on the time scale, Okay. At every moment would be a good way of translating that. Meaning the next breath you take, the next heartbeat is one of God's niflaot and tovot. And now we really fill it out. What do we mean by all the time? And this is again, really, it's very interesting time-wise. It's sort of the opposite end of the telescope from where we started. We started out Leolam Ed, and we end up Erev Vavok Ervetzaharayim, which literally means nighttime, morning, and lunchtime, midday, which in English, I believe, English idiom would, would be morning, noon, and night. 
right? We say it in a different order because of our conception of the order of the day, all right? So we thank you, God, for the fact that our lives are entrusted into your hand, our souls are in your charge, and the miracles that are with us every day and your amazing things that you do all the time for us, morning, noon, and night. I think this bracha is really meant to help us focus on the here and now, your life, my life. What are the miracles that I have in my life that I may not notice unless I pause to have kavanah about the modim? Because if you have kavanah for modim, right? If you have intention, you think about the words, then you think about, okay, I'm alive today, and that's a miracle. And I have miracles in my life today. What are those miracles? That's how it works for me anyway. Um, Hatov, this is an epithet of God. The good one, we're, we're addressing God in second person. Uh, and it, it's the vocative in, in grammar. In English, we would say, oh, like, you know, capital O. Oh, good one. That's what Hatov means, I think. Oh, good one. Kilo chalu rachamecha. Your um, compassions are unending, infinite. Kalev is to end, to to reach the end of something. So your compassions are infinite. Veham rachem, and O compassionate one, kilo tamu chasadecha, your loving kindnesses never cease. Meolam. I think this is a sort of conclusion to that. There's a, you have to imagine a, so therefore we always hope in you. It's an odd formulation, both in Hebrew and in English, but I think it means we always, because your kindnesses are unceasing, we always look hopefully to you. I think the assumption is that your kindnesses will continue. Then skip all of Alanisim. The printers and the pagination makes us feel like the Al-Kulam is somehow another paragraph. It's actually part of the same bracha. So bracha number 18 continues on page 43 in the sim or wherever you, in the slim or wherever you are in the sim shalom or your sidur. Just skip all the Alanisim. So me'olam kivinulach, the Al-Kulam. And for all of these things, which we just enumerated, miracles and amazingnesses and all that stuff, which I just listed, may your name be blessed forever. Okay. So now we have this verb again, to acknowledge or thank. So let all life, all the living, acknowledge you. Um, Sela is a word that comes from uh, Psalms that Bible scholars argue about what it actually means. In rabbinic, the rabbinic understanding, it's generally understood to mean forever. Okay. In this context, then it probably means forever. So, so all living things should thank you forever. And praise your name, again, name being literally name, but also possibly just your, your reputation, your essence. Be'emet, faithfully. Ha'el, Yeshuatenu Vezratenu Sela. The God, the deity, who is our salvation protection, 
and our help always, assuming again that Sela is parallel to Va'ed. Okay? So, by the way, so Va'al Kulam, so for everything, we praise your name forever, and all living things should praise, acknowledge you, praise your name faithfully, the God who is our protector and helper forever. Okay? So that all kind of fits together. Baruch Hashem, Hatov Shimcha. I like our translations here as the essence of goodness, right? Our translation, Narsi Dur here, is acknowledging that Shem here should be understand not just name, but name means reputation or essence, right? She's got a good name, right? We say that colloquially, it means, you know, she's a good person and everyone thinks of her as a good person or something like that, right? So your essence is goodness, ulacha and therefore, it is appropriate to thank you. Na'em means appropriate or proper or meet, M-E-E-T, in old-fashioned English. Okay? So this entire bracha is about gratitude, right? And it requires kavanah, and I think requiring the halakha, requiring kavanah, is the halakha's uh, programmatic way of saying, as you're saying these words, pause or or slow down. I won't say pause. Slow down a bit and contemplate what it is you're grateful for. What are the nisim, the niflaot, right? Contemplate your, you know, the fact that you are alive is a unwarranted gift and that you have your, your soul came back in the morning, just like, uh, you know, Modani and Elohai Neshama, that is an unwarranted gift, an undeserved gift, I would say. None of us deserves to be given the gift of life, right? A basic tenet of Jewish theology. It's an act of grace on Hashem's part. Grace meaning un, an undeserved grant, right? I didn't do anything to earn it or to deserve it. Um, and I have all of these miracles every day, Morning, noon, and night. And therefore, we thank you. So notice in terms of the language, uh, the key word, of course, is lahodot. Uh, this, this blessing is called in, you know, when the rabbis refer to blessings, they don't refer to them by numbers. This one is called hoda'ah, right? Last one is called, the previous one we did last week was called avodah, worship. This is called hoda'ah, gratitude, which also means thanking, acknowledgement. Okay, so it starts with modim, and it ends with lehodot. Okay, same verb. And there are insertions, which we're not going to read through carefully now, but when it's a day that recalls a miracle, where in our Amida should we acknowledge that? Pretty logical that it was put in this bracha, al-hanisim. Okay, and the four uh, because we're basically saying for, you know, Purim or Hanukkah, the, the miracle that's inserted, thank you for this miracle, okay? Or when there is an insertion um, on the high holidays, we want to add something about a good life. We want to be inscribed for good life. Please mute whoever's unmuted. Verit, I think. Verit, you have to mute. Um, we we add uchtov l'chaim tovim kol britecha and inscribe us all for a good life. And it fits here probably because of the word tovim, okay? Because we talked about 
God, you are Hatov, the good one, oh good one. And so it seemed to fit here to the group mind to put the insertion. So therefore, write us for the book of life. Now, in the Talmud, it says, while the Chazan, Sota 40, Babylonian Talmud Tractate 40a, if anyone wants to look it up. I don't know these things by heart, but it's fresh in my mind from this morning. Um, what does the Kahal do when the Chazan does the repetition and says, Modim? Now, what is implied in that question? The, the, the Chazan is saying, we thank you, God, of all these amazing things. I'm just sitting there silently and scrolling through my email on my iPhone. That seems to be really disrespectful. When the Chazan is saying, we thank you, God, we should also somehow be saying, thank you, God. What are we supposed to say? So in the Babylonian Talmud, Rabbi X says, you say this line. Rabbi Y says, you say this line. Rabbi Z says, you say this line. I think it's Rav Papa says, therefore, we should say all of those lines. So actually, our individual modim, um, we recite individually, softly to ourselves, while the Chazan says th- uh, the Chazan's modim aloud. The practice is, this is just the de facto practice, the Chazan should say it aloud because the Chazan is saying the whole repetition aloud. But the Chazan should say it aloud maybe a little more softly so as to not confuse us when we are all saying our own individual modim, right? But the, but the Chazan in saying the modim aloud does not lapse into, shouldn't lapse into an undertone. The Chazan is saying the whole repetition aloud. They just kind of get a little quieter so they don't confuse me while I'm reading. And we recite individually our modim, uh, which I'm not sure I'm going to go through right now. I'll go through quickly, right? You are the Eloheikol, God of our ancestors, Eloheikol Basar, God of all flesh, meaning all living things. Yotzerenu, Yotzer Breshit, our creator, the creator of the world, essentially what that means, creation. Brachot, Vadaot, Lashim Chagadol, Vakadosh, blessings and thanks, thank, thank yous to your great name. Hodaot is from that same root, Lehodot and Modim, to thank. Why? Why are we blessing you? Because you you kept us alive and sustained us. Because I'm here. That's what that blessing means. Because I am here and alive now. Cain, and then we have a request. Cain to Chayenu Kaimena. So just you kept us alive, sustained us in the past. May you also keep us alive and sustained us and gather our exiles to your temple. They, they just, they just, someone just couldn't resist the opportunity, right? To, to keep your laws and to do your will and to serve you wholeheartedly. Al Shanachnu, for this, we will thank you. Baruch El Haudaot. That is not short for Baruch Atah Hashem. We don't say a bracha. We just say, blessed is the God of gratitudes. Okay. So it's our little thing that we say. Um, where the group mind, uh, or at least the Talmud, sort of snuck in and praying for the restoration of the temple, okay? Which we did in the previous bracha. Um, Okay, I'm going to pause for no more than five to six minutes of reflection, discussion, thoughts, etc. Mike Harris. Yes, I may have said this once before, uh, but I I heard a vort, which... uh, 
is uh, relevant to this, and that is that the re- a reason for saying modim individually is that whereas the other por- portions of the Amidah, which are petitions, anybody could petition on your behalf, but but modim being being grateful is something personal, so nice. it has to be personally expressed. Nice, good. So uh, a second reason, not just to that we appear ungrateful, but like. The Chazan is saying on the behalf of the Kahal, what are, what, but what is, what's your individual gratitude that no one can express on your behalf? Thank you. Nice. Other thoughts, comments? Larry, you want to try again? Yeah, I apologize. I've got okay. tactical problems. Um, two, two short points. One is you congratulated the translation, but in my opinion, on the top of page 43, the translation of Al Kulam, Yitbarach, Yitramam Shimcha, Malkenu, is amongst the worst of uh, all the translations in Sim Shalom, which are pretty bad to begin with. They've left out he, your name, and they've left out our king. So it's a at the, that one line at the top is is pretty a pretty awful translation, in my opinion. Well, or at least very non-literal. Yeah, but even if it's not literal, the the point that you make later on is the whole point about God's name. Yeah. And they've left that out. But okay, leave that aside. I wanted to say something more important about um, the issue of miracles, because you can take that line in the in the middle in one of two ways. One is to think that and every day a big miracle is possible, or rather what you can take it as that every day, things that happen every day, the common occurrences are in fact miracles. Yeah. And I think, I think that latter one is a lot easier for us rationalists than the former one. And I also think, I, I, you know, I can't prove this to you. I think that is the intention of this bracha. I, I don't think the intention is like, just as God split the Red Sea, so the Mashiach could come today. I don't think that's the intention. I think the intention is there are everyday miracles that we should pay attention to. I think psychologically, emotionally, that is the purpose. I think it is the latter. I, not only I agree with that, and not only that, it's a message that says, don't expect to win the lottery today, but you should still go out and work and do your job. Okay. Thank you. Other thoughts? Thoughts, comments? That is, Mike's, Mike, another, another Mike comment. Marshall has a comment. Oh, is it Marshall? Okay. okay. It's Marshall standing in front of a computer that says Mike. That's why. Sorry, Marshall. Right. I notice we start our, our prayers in the morning with Mode Anila Fanecha. Yes. We thank we start with thankfulness and we have the pronoun. So similarly here we have Modim Anak Nulach. Great. And by the way, the commentary that I read yesterday had a thought slash suggestion. Perhaps the Amidah originally ended here. Perhaps in some very early iteration, there's no proof of this manuscripts or sources or anything like that. It would seem to be like, oh, this would be a great way to end the Amidah, right? And it would be a nice, Marshall, we would call that an inclusio. The davening starts and ends the same way, right? It starts by saying, I wake up and I'm grateful. And then I close my Amidah after I ask for all these things. And then I said, Ritzay and God, we hope you accept our prayers. And you know what? We thank you for everything. Okay. So that's a nice thought. There's no evidence for that in any source or Talmud or manuscript or anything like that, that the Amidah ended with Modim. But, um, 
it it could make let's say it could make sense. I'll put it that way. Thank you, Joanna. You raising your hand there? So that comparison to Modani is interesting. And is there a difference between giving thanks lifanecha versus lach? It's very direct. Yeah, correct. Um, well, any other thoughts? So I'm going to say it's Elul when we're all working on contemplating what we want to fix and what we want to change. And also moving forward, I'd say let's, I really want to encourage to take Modim seriously and the, the, um, uh, the, the demand, Halakha's demand that we have Kavana when we say it seriously, uh, as an opportunity for all of us heading towards Yamim Noraim to contemplate not only what we want to change or fix in ourselves, what needs more work, but what are the things that are um, the miracles that we take for granted morning, noon, and night, and uh, not take them for granted, and uh, recognize that uh, our, our neshama and our life is a gift from Hashem. So that is my closing thought for 5781. And God willing, I'll see you all on during the 10 days of penitence uh, in 5782. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.